And now back to Lifeline. All right, we are back. The time is 6.10 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let's talk with Gloria in Canada on line number two, if we can catch up with Gloria. One line Hi, number two. Pastor. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm not too bad. What's going on? Oh, I wish I <laughs> You broke up on me. Talk to me. I wish I lived in the States. <laughs> Um, that means you guys are doing really, really bad because I can tell you that, um, well, you don't want to live in California. I can, I, and we're, we're going downhill. We're right around the corner from Canada. If Gavin Newsom had his way, he would be as forceful as your president is and as controlling and as dominating in the hypocrisy of his own freedom. He, he would do that because he's living free. His kids are living free. They don't have to follow these mandates, but everybody else does. And, um, I don't know. I don't know. Why would you say that? What's going on over there for you guys? Well, um, the thing is, there's you don't really know what's really going on, and they're blaming the that the that it's the unvaxxed that are in the hospital and and all of that. But that's not true. But you have no support. And when I listen to your wonderful programs, your messages, but your programs also on Wednesday. I get kind of envious because I would sure love to be a part of of your beautiful fellowship because you people love each other. I I, I get that. I totally get that, and I'm I'm actually thankful to God for the character and nature of our congregation. It's not true with congregations here in California, though. I can tell you this: I have been exposed to a number of groups of Christians, and Gloria, they are as bound and trapped as your people are in their minds because they have bought into this lie and they can't take their mask off even in their car. They can't breathe. They're afraid when they're standing around people who don't wear masks. They don't have any liberty at all. So this whole uh, propaganda has penetrated into their psyche, as is the case with this whole agenda to get in people's head, destroy their freedom, take away their autonomy, and cause them to lose a sense of of self-well-being. It is an amazing thing to observe. So we have it here. We just don't have it at grace because, you know, a number of us fought through it early on. I debated with my leadership and I sought to persuade them and they finally understood that I'm not crazy. And uh, and so as a consequence, largely but not totally, our congregation is free and we're discovering that the best way to handle this whole thing is to face it and deal with it, not run and hide and certainly not submit to the lies of our government because our government hasn't repented one time. Not one time has the Biden administration, the CDC, the FDA or Fauci has ever said, "Okay, we got this wrong. We got that wrong. We got the other thing wrong. And uh, as I stated about two weeks ago in one of my messages, I think it was yeah, two weeks ago. As one very bright scientist put it, science is about making mistakes. Science yeah. is about discovering your mistakes. Science is about correcting your mistakes. And science is about admitting your mistakes. And if you're not doing that, you're not doing science. So we know that we're dealing with propaganda. We know it. And uh, people have to wake up to it. They just have to wake up to the lies. And uh, and I, you know what, though? You, you can tell me. 
they're fighting in Canada. They're in the streets. They're uh, they're protesting, aren't they? Uh, not really, not that much. Uh, maybe in Montreal and off and on in Calgary and Vancouver. Uh, I think there is a few times here, uh, but not that big of. You know that not that big of marches. You know what I mean. So, so are you guys already into the uh, the uh, vax uh, the vaccine passports with the um, with the um, with the um, uh, with the control factors on the passport where people are getting dinged if they don't submit to like in Australia? Are you guys at that level of uh, total surveillance and um, vaccine passport control? Are are you there? Um, kind of in some ways and then, you know, maybe not, but, you know, I don't get out that, I don't get out that much. And, uh, the thing is, uh, you got to wear a mask in the stores. You yeah. got, to, uh, you know, um, you got, to, uh, you're, you got to be checked, uh, yeah. Yeah. and different things. So I kind of, you know, try to use wisdom and stuff because you have to be careful because, you know, with me being older and that. But, right, now, uh, what do you do? What do yeah, you do with- I, I just find myself really praying, you know, and asking the Lord to protect, you know, hold back evil men from doing their evil deeds, as it says there in Job. Yeah. I pray that all the time. Um, yeah, I... I know it's going to get worse, but here we're way up here in in uh, in the north, right? And uh, he's going to be bring be bringing in a big uh, uh, planet thing, uh, climate thing, you know, yep, and yep. all that's next. And, that's the next big thing. Yeah, and uh, it's all about. But people will wake up. Uh, my uh, pest guy came again to visit me. And we chatted, and I showed him your program on Wednesday, and I said, now you promise me you'll listen. He said, yes, I'll listen. And we talked about different things, but he said it's all coming basically down to what it is, is it's, uh, um, um, you know, taking, um, taking away lives, like bringing the population down. Yep. That's exactly That's what. That's the main agenda. And, and you are, are right are about asleep. that. You do not have to um, apologize for that. In a minute, we will be able to demonstrate the coherence of that argument. We'll be able to demonstrate that all of the um, all of the arguments for these inconsistencies, these control factors, this mass manipulation, this mass psychosis, this tyranny, all of this is to destroy the quality of life, including the jab, with the objective ultimately of diminishing life to the point where people either want to take it or will die from sicknesses and illness in masses as they are doing. That's why the UK has just put out an alarm about all the heart attacks that are taking place now. And this will continue if they keep jabbing people. This is what people must know. So even the people that are jabbed need to stop believing that the jab is good because 
as long as people are being forced to be jabbed, no jab is good, whether you got it or not. We all should be stopping being forced to do anything. That's not the way human beings thrive. That's not the way we prosper. It has never been that way since the beginning of the world. Anytime tyranny uh, oppresses people and brings them down, the quality of life goes down, poverty goes up, crime goes up, mass psychosis goes up, uh, 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 you know, just all kinds of aberrant psychological disorders take place and society becomes hell. The nation that forgets God will be turned into hell. This is what the Bible plainly says, and this is what we are seeing occurring before our eyes. But I will say, there is hope if men and women just uh, realize that they are called to the freedom of fighting the good fight and uh, strategically engaging in the kind of pushbacks that are necessary or trying to get up out of those coves of society where you are trapped. Like, I'd love to see you guys get out of Canada into some free space where you can breathe and where you can thank God for your life and where you can worship him without a costment. That's my prayer for my uh, brothers and sisters in Canada, Australia, in uh, in Korea, North Korea, and in China, in parts of Africa, and parts of the UK as well. Got to take another heartbreak. Thank you for the call. Two lines open, one 367 one line, one 367 We will be right back. And now, back to Lifeline. All right, the time 623. We've got about an hour a half an hour to go on the program. One line open one triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Let's go to line number four and talk with Susie in Redwood City. Susie, are you there? Yes, I am, Pastor Jesse. Uh, I have I to make a confession. So there was a half a second where I was actually almost afraid to call, and then I beg God for His forgiveness. Because I, I can't believe, I thought, are, are they going to know I called? But anyway, I got past it real fast. By the way, just let me send a hug to Sister Gloria up in Canada. Now, Absolutely. I'm going to give a quick little lead-in, very quick. I know time is very precious on this program. And then I'll get into my point, which does fit into the, the, what, your, your topic. I don't know if you heard the testimony last week. I forget what day it was about the lowest, low, they wanted to bring back the lowest learner, um, uh, 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 you know, the uh, do you remember when they targeted the IRS, targeted the uh, people for their religious and political beliefs, and then sure. it went to the it went to it went to the the Supreme Court, and it was voted unconstitutional. They actually wanted to bring it back, but that's not the point. The testimony, if you haven't heard it, you have to listen to it, read it, um, Pastor Jesse. The IRS guy casually, casually. I'm going to paraphrase, and I don't like to because I may be incorrect specifically, but it was it was saying, well, you know, we do we we have to monitor. Anyone who, who shows signs of faith um, in God. I mean, I couldn't believe I fell off my chair. He was yeah. saying it casually. So anyway, let me move on to, the, to my real subject, because that, that was so horrifying that they're, they're so bold. They're so bold. But, well, what's uh, going on? And, and, and you can slow down. You're all right. Oh, I'm sorry. What's, what's I, I apologize. Going, what's, what's going on? Because we got other people listening. They're trying to figure out what you're talking about. Oh, I'm so, sorry. What, what, that's okay. No, it's okay. What people need to know... Um, Susie, is that what we're dealing with is a complete transformation 
mm-hmm. of the minds of our citizens, including our leaders and those who are in powerful positions of control. The IRS is about to become a major arm of punishment and control if Joe Biden has his way. We already know that he has already uh, suggested that the IRS can actually monitor everybody's income and everybody's uh, spending uh, $600 and above. In other words, and people don't want to believe this, but, you know, uh, I feel bad for people who are sticking their head in the sand because Uh if we don't push back, it will occur that Uh he will be able to have all of us um, uh, watched in terms of our uh, income, our finances. And and if we look suspicious or if it looks crazy, um, they can they can they can ding us. They can they can um, monitor us. They can freeze our accounts. Now, all of this is not only the power grab of government, the power grab of um, resources, material and naturally. Now, this is the power grab of people's income. This is headed towards what Klaus Schwab and uh, the Gabby uh, group of nations and power brokers that have actually wanted to envision a whole world of people being vaccinated under uh, Bill Gates. This has been set up for the very purpose of wanting to um, uh, control us at the point of taking our finances, taking the finances. So when he said we've got to... um, We've got to keep an eye on religious folk. Here's what he means by that. And this I just want to get this point across and then you can finish. Here's what he means by that. He uh-huh. knows historically. They know. Uh-huh. They know. The secular powers that be know that the only people you cannot control are really people who truly believe in God. I'm not talking about phony uh-huh. people. Uh Because there are a whole bunch of people collapsing up under the authority of the Biden administration that say they're Christian. Well, I'm talking about people that really believe that God is sovereign, that God is in control, that God runs the universe, and that God is the ultimate authority. That kind of people group is a threat to a socialist communist system. That's why they have to monitor me. They have to monitor other people who may have voices of influence in order to uh, neutralize us and to stop us to punish us and to fine us and to imprison us and to ultimately kill us. Because when you believe there is a God who actually has given us a law, a moral standard by which we walk, and nobody has the ability to cross the lines of that moral standard, when you actually believe that, then no government, no CIA, no FBI, no IRS, no special agents of the presidency, no deep state can really stop you. They can't stop you. And that is the goal here, to to get rid of a constitutional law-abiding society where freedom is the foundation of people's experience because we are created in the Imago Dei. People don't understand what's happening right before their faces right now. But in a moment, listen, in a moment, Susie, nobody will be able to stop them. It will be too late. So go on to your second point now. The second point was what I heard you preaching. It was so fabulous. Three points really quickly. Fellowship, the square, and the tree of life. 
and how and this is what the math take away from us. This is what what they're that's no wonder they don't want the Bibles in the schools because what used to be when people were in the square, they talk, they trade, they they do business. You'd hear everything. They couldn't yep. shut you down. They'd hear yep. everything. They don't want us to fellowship. They want us afraid that you're yep. going to get COVID and go near anyone. They don't want us talking. They don't want us. Uh, fellowshipping, they don't want, and that's they, they can't allow kids to read the Bible. They can't yeah. allow it. Um, it, it, it. It's just so horrifying to me that it's all so well planned. From whether it's the Bible, whether it's shutting you down with fear of COVID, whatever their tactics are, they are all to the same end, and it's horrifying. It's 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 horrifying. There's no shame. There's no limit. There's no way. Nothing they won't do. Killing people, letting them die, whatever, not telling them about uh, protocols as you talked about. It is so insidious that we really have to really remember that fellowship with God and yep. with each other is yep. really our weapon. Yeah. And listen, I, I got to let you go now, but sure, it's so true. Carl Jung and many of the philosophers put it this huh. way. Uh, he said, the way you overcome a totalitarian system uh-huh. is by creating parallel worlds. Now, I want to talk about parallel societies. Uh-huh. This is why people who have stopped coming to church, they don't know what they're doing. They, they're disobeying God. Uh-huh. It's just a fundamental reality because what the church is in the world is a parallel world in another world. We're here to impact that world for good. And when you have a totalitarian system, the only way it works is to keep people inside the echo chamber of fear, the echo chamber of misinformation, the echo chamber of threat. But when you have these little parallel worlds, these secret societies, these groups of people who gather together, Uh Um, They are a threat to communist China. They are a threat to North Korea. They are a threat to Australia. They are a threat to even here in America. They're a threat to Russia. The church Uh has always been a threat to the world when the church has really been what the church is supposed to be. But the church is being busted up now, too. It's being Uh divided. It's being scattered to the four winds, too. And it can never, ever properly glorify Jesus Christ while it's not hanging out in the square, while it's not Uh eating from the tree of life, while Uh it's not drinking from the water of life, and while it's not having the necessary deep eye-to-eye, face-to-face conversations with each other to support each other in the midst of this crazy. See, if we were gathered together like we're supposed to be, we Uh would be able to actually support each other Uh in different strategies. We'd be able to come up with plans and strategies and methodologies Uh to get around this. The enemy knows that. Uh-huh. He knows that where two or three are gathered together, Christ is there. He knows that with a group of men and women, they can learn how to uh, proverbially dig holes under the ground and get out from under the limitations of the structures of this diabolical, socialist, demonic, Marxist system that's on top of us. He knows that. He knows that once we come together, our fear diminishes. It it uh-huh. quails, and then we start to become bold, and then we become optimistic. And then we become creative and then we become uh, assertive by the grace of God. That's what he does not want to occur. And it's working marvelously in a liberal state Uh like America, uh, like California and Uh like New York. But it's not happening everywhere in the nation. Okay, just want you to know that free states across this nation are living as if COVID doesn't exist and they don't care anything about what Biden is saying. And I'll tell you what, if it's time to move, it's time to move. 
I've got to take a hard break. Thank you for the call. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. I will be right back. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we are back. The time is 6.38. We might be able to take up one more caller. If you want to call one 367 We will be on Wednesday evening, 5.30 uh, p.m. at Grace Bible Church. Um, all things COVID, we will be going inside the Pfizer company to listen to several of the scientists tell you what they would not tell you publicly <clears throat> not to take the vaccine. They won't tell you that publicly, but they will tell you that privately. And Veritas has done it again. And we're going to hear it from the horse's mouth. Then we're going to take a look at how Miss Mikovich shows the connection between the whole AIDS epidemic and tragic outcome and propaganda and framework of that event back in the 90s, 80s and 90s, uh, and how it mirrors what's going on today. Many of you have gotten on my email list and have gotten all these materials, and you know where we are, gbchayward at gmail.com, gbchayward at gmail.com. I'm uh, being held by a group of uh, very, very good, uh, we would call ourselves makeshift journalists who know how to gather the material from the alternative news sources so that you can put it together. That's the New Testament term for understanding, putting it together, because the goal of the enemy is to keep you confused, keep you afraid, keep you stifled, keep you paralyzed, keep you from looking up, and he's doing a good job of it. Let's go to line number two and talk with Guy in Oakland. Guy, are you there? Say you want again? Is that line number two for Guy? <clears throat> line number two for Guy. All right. All right, Guy, are you there? Looks like Guy maybe dropped off. If Guy, okay, all right, let's talk with number four. Who's on number four? Just put somebody on. My name is JB, and I'm from Roner Park. Yeah, and I know JB. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good. Talk to me, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I didn't catch the whole show, but uh, um, I heard a, a good part of it. Yeah, and. Uh, I appreciate you, bro. For one, I appreciate KFAX. I appreciate uh, Craig Roberts for uh, giving us this platform to talk. And uh, my thought is, me too. Keep, yeah, man. So shout out to KFAX and Craig Roberts. But God bless you, man, for what you're doing. Um, I really everything that we've been doing for the last year or more, hammering away putting out the truth and putting it in front of people's face. That's one thing. Yeah. But, um, you brought up, uh, you know, the spiritual blindness is, uh, is the other hurdle or the dishonesty. You did a show, uh, over a year ago where you talked about, uh, as someone thinks in their heart, that is who they truly are. Yeah. And you talked about, uh, you know, the different hurdles that we face because we're, because we're sinful uh, uh, let's see, willful ignorance, yeah, intellectual dishonesty, yeah. and intellectual laziness. Now, yeah. those are things that we all struggle with at different points in time. But I, my, my, what I want to bring to to the table is uh, fasting, because uh, we keep we keep hammering out the truth and putting the truth right in front of people's face, but. If there's a spiritual blindness or a spiritual 
something that keeps people from either accepting it or something that keeps people that, you know, that keeps their head in the sand. I, I really want to, um, you know, when I look at all the times that people fasted, the people of God yeah. fasted out of urgency yeah. uh, because they needed God to do something that, you know, uh, they, whether it be uh, to change something important because of the urgency of the, of the times, or uh, they needed God to, you know, I mean, like Daniel and his friends, they were, they were going to die yeah. if they didn't get, like, if God didn't, like, make a, you know, do a miracle. Yeah. So if I could, my brother, um, in Joel chapters 1 and 2, uh, it, it paints a very dark picture of judgment coming. And the solution, and the solution there is yep. to fast, to cry out, and blow the trumpet. You can't read that whole text, obviously, because I only got two minutes with you. That's right. But I, That's I, right, I my brother. Take... But I will say to people, read Joel one and two, and twice in the in Joel one and two, it says, "Consecrate a fast, yep. proclaim a solemn assembly, yep. gather the elders, and all the inhabitants of the land." Yeah. to the house of the Lord your God, and cry out to the Lord. And then w- once again in Joel 2, verses... Oh, boy. Well, it says right here, I'm sorry. 2, it says, what, you know, in, in, even though this, this judgment was imminent coming to Israel at the time, it says in verse 12, Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your hearts, and with fasting weeping and mourning and rend your heart and not your garments because it talks about like, you know, even what, what the Lord showed me about his character is even at, you know, when, when the hour is very late, he still says, come, come return to me. So, uh, on Wednesdays, if people want to push away a meal with me and seek the Lord, uh, on behalf of his church, especially, and specifically that people's eyes would be opened as we continue to declare what you're declaring and to continue sharing the information that hopefully people will be able to accept. Excellent. I will expand on the topic of fasting in the near future. I believe it's going to be critical. But um, and and so therefore, I thank you for that. We are in such a bad way spiritually. People are so they're in such a bad place spiritually. God will have to put more pressure on people before fasting is sincere. He doesn't take hypocritical fasting. You can't twist God's arm. You can't manipulate him. This is very clearly laid out in Isaiah chapter one. He will pay no attention to a fast that's not rooted in sincere repentance and humility. But I am going to take that subject up because I do think you're on to something, JB. Thank you for that that offer. And yes, you will hear me talk about it again in the future. God will respond to sincere prayer, to sincere fasting, but very few men and women are in a place where they're talking to God with that level of reality and earnestness. It's not happening on a national public level. It's not happening in our churches. Oh yeah, I can hear all the pastors saying, yes it is, Jesse, we're we're praying. Sure you are. 
Um, but look at what our people are doing. So prayer is is really a work of grace in the heart as a consequence of an illumination of the mind to the severity of the times. And prayer is not something that is pretentious or even driven by a, a kind of a fleshly desire of, uh, of being delivered from, from struggle. Prayer is about really, really, really recognizing the imminency of being separated from God as a consequence of our sin. It's calling on God in repentance. Fasting is repentance because it's our sins that have separated us between us and our God. Not This is not about, you know, the nation or Marxism or socialism. All of those are the evil enemies that God is allowing to come on us because we haven't been doing what we've been called to do as church folk. We're living like hell. We're not living right. We're carnal and fleshly. We're not spiritual. We don't know what it means to mortify the, the flesh. We don't know what it means to embrace the gospel at the prophetic and priestly level. And until we learn that, we are functioning as a dead church. But the idea of fasting is something I will cultivate and we will talk about it in the future. And maybe God might hear a handful of us who are inclined to do that. Thank you for the call. Got to take a hard break. When I come back, I'll take Teresa online. Number one, we will be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. Let's go to line number four for a moment and talk with Leah in Texas. Line number four. Leah, are you there? Hi, it's Rhea, Pastor Jesse. Rhea. That's with an R. Rhea, I didn't that's correct. That I didn't know that you were in Texas. What part of Texas are you in? I'll tell you that offline, okay? okay. But I'm okay. calling because we don't have much time. Um, I was not aware that Colin Powell had passed. So when I turned on the uh, show and I went to the website, I read in the second paragraph where it said on Facebook, his family had indicated that he had been fully vaccinated. And it was a hyperlink. So when I clicked on it, the first thing it did is it indicated that the narrative is still unceasing about vaccinations being better for you than unvaccinations. Right. I was so offended because I thought even in the dignity of this man's life, they won't even let it be said or stand out. The fact that he was vaccinated and that likely contributed to his death. So that when you click on this link, the first thing it brings up, it tells you all these stats about it's better to be vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Along with that, I wanted to thank you. Your messages have been such an encouragement to me because I feel like I'm fighting the losing battle and mm-hmm. trying to do what you're doing and that stand up and remind us of the um, spiritual um Mandate, spiritual mandate, spiritual mandate. We have a spiritual mandate to be the people of God in this dark world. It's a mandate. It's not an option. It's a mandate. Uh, the Bible that, that, says it very clearly. That is right. Yeah. But I want to give up because it's so difficult with those you love who are who are believing this narrative that's out there. But your message yesterday reminded me of what I heard this gentleman saying about spiritual blindness when you mentioned in Luke about um, Christ weeping over the yeah. city, yeah. and 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 he continued unmoved in the 
focus that was his for what he had to accomplish. So I'm greatly encouraged again, but I, I try not to watch the news. I've, I've lost that habit, and I'm paying more attention to things that you don't even have to tell me. I just feel like I've been having my head in quicksand, if you will. And so yeah. I'm very grateful that along with all the labor that you put forth with information that you're giving us, you're mm-hmm. teaching me. I've given up one medication I was taking. I'm exercising. I'm not eating foods that I was eating because of the medicine, you know. Amen. Amen. And so I feel that I'm on a whole different track. I thank God wow. for that. I thank you for your encouragement. And again, yep. for your message, because I'm recharged again to Amen. continue in this battle against what we have going on here with the medical so field. I'm going to share something with you because you're speaking for millions of people um, and certainly tens of thousands that are listening. I want to share this with you. We can close the program out with this. Only three minutes to go. <clears throat> so we're going to do some ministry here. The reality is, is that um, the task for which real people of God are called is an impossible task in terms of our own strength. And God has to continually infuse us with the love of God. That's what you heard at the end of the message yesterday. He pours the love of God into our hearts and that that pouring in of the anointing, the oil resurrects us daily when we are going through the ebbs and flows of our humanness. Now, that itself is something we got to work on. You know, I've been talking to us about um, thinking well and uh, choice making, decision making and all of that and how to actually uh, control our thoughts so that we don't go into negative sequencing. That's just a dynamic that occurs when we start to lose hope or start to lose uh, clarity of the mission or start to focus too much in on uh, the fact that we're going to get more no's than yes as we perceive it. But as you stated, Rhea, with regards to our master, he was having more no's at the end of his ministry than at the beginning yeah. in his He still forged through with a radical commitment to his father and a radical commitment to the end game, which is they will kill him for three days. And on the third day, he will rise again. This here is called a long distance view of the triumph that comes through the trouble. And this is what I'm trying to teach us. We got to go through the trouble. We got to go through the um the difficulty of loved ones not getting it now, they still have to hear it. This is why God told Ezekiel and Jeremiah, don't fear their faces. They're going to be adamant. They're going to be hostile. Simply tell them what I say uh, lovingly, obviously, strategically, also in a timely manner that you don't wear yourself out. So I'm glad that you are um, exercising. I'm glad that you're dealing with your diet because remember the enemy wants to get us biologically, neurologically, and psychologically. And all of those are substratums to our spiritual walk. If he can get us in our mind, in our affections, and in our body, then we won't have any energy to, and therefore no optimism. Optimism is a consequence of spiritual health. So continue doing what you're doing. Continue listening because as God gives us strength, we're going to make our way through these battles. And you're right. They're going to get 
they're going to get more difficult in certain areas than in others. But I believe in the optimistic contingency that God is immutable, unchangeable. He cannot lie. He cannot change or fail. The enemy's plans are not immutable. They are not permanently fixed. God uses people to say no to the adversary and then shows up in ways that manifest his glory and his redemptive mercies to men and women. So we've got to simply continue Um, loving on people and telling the truth. Remember what I stated in the beginning of the program. You can't hide love. You can't hide love. That's what they taught us in the old school long ago. You can't hide love. And and we got to continue speaking the truth in love, even if they don't want to hear it and hope that uh, privately they are taking hold of the word. uh, And then maybe one day publicly. But With God on our side, we are a majority. So I want to encourage everybody to continue pressing into the truth as it is in Christ. And let men and women know there's an escape from this bondage. And his name is Jesus. We'll see some of you guys on Wednesday. And then again on Friday. And then again on Tuesday. And then again on Sunday. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved.